welcome to The Happy Writer, a show about creating and sustaining a long-term author career. My name is Patty Jansen, writer of science fiction and fantasy. I've published independently since 2011. This show covers motivation, diversification, learning new skills and your place in your career. Come on in and be happy. Episode 54 of The Happy Writer, I'm going to talk about series and how we can use them in marketing. Yes, I can already hear some of you say, but I don't write in series, and I don't like series all that much. However, the fact is that it's far easier to sell and market a series than it is to sell standalone books. And there are some series and branding-related tricks that you can employ even if you truly do not like series and don't write in series. Let's first talk about the different types of series. One type is the traditional continuous series where a number of books is a continuing story with the same main characters. During the course of the series, the characters can either develop and age or they can stay the same. The classic detective novels of old are a very good example of the latter, The main character is always the same, and there is very little or no development in their personal circumstances. Each book is its own story, and they can be read in any order. The traditional fantasy series is a long epic where the characters do develop and their relationships change, often quite dramatically, and the readers have to start at the beginning. Either of these are traditionally referred to as series. The series where the books can be read in any order may not have numbered volumes. The traditional epic series is usually numbered. In romance, a novel usually involves two characters getting together, and by the end they're meant to be together forever, and unless you want to continuously break them up and let them get back together again, and to be honest that sounds fairly tiresome to me if you do that too many times, most romance writers write series with a different couple at the centre of each novel. The thing that ties them together could be the locality, or it may include a town, a workplace, a family, or a group of friends. Each of these people, in, for example, a couple of brothers or sisters, gets their own novel, and characters from the previous or future novels make appearances as side characters. But you can also do this for other genres. You can develop a series around the same theme. The books could all be set in the same locality, with different characters and with a different story, but surrounding the same theme. You could even simply use the theme and write a similar story but with completely different characters and in a different locality. If those books have the similar theme and the similar feel, it would be a good idea to brand them as a series. For example, the book could involve a psychic and it could be a mystery or a thriller or an urban fantasy involving a psychic. The next book in the series would then be in the same genre, with a different story, a different psychic, but would continue with the same theme. This is how you can cheat and have a series when you normally don't really like writing in series. Group books of a similar theme and brand them in a similar way. Most retailers would force you to number the series, and most people would still prefer to start on book one, even though many of these types of series can be read out of order. 
In general, it is better to order this series because the retailers give you better marketing opportunities. On Amazon, you can leave off the number, but if you do enter numbers, Amazon makes a series page and suggests the other books to the person who buys one of the books. If you really don't want to enter numbers, you can enter the other books in the related material on the series page. Hang on, you are all aware of the series page and why you should use it, right? Let's back up a bit. If you have a series and you've typed the series name exactly the same for each book, Amazon will create a series page. You can manually add books to it. People can visit the page, buy all the books in one go, but Amazon also uses it to display a row of your covers of other books in the series on the page of each of the volumes. People can one-click buy the entire series, and yes, there are people who do this. Other retailers also have options for dealing with series. For example, Google Play will put the other books in the series in the right-hand column of your book sales page. Most retailers will require the books to be numbered, so even if you're planning a not-series series of standalone novels in the same universe, just figure out a way to number them chronologically, perhaps in the order you wrote them, because it will make your life so much easier. Figure this out before you start writing. You could simply make the order the order in which you wrote them, or a chronological order. It doesn't matter. The vast majority of people prefer to start with book one. Retailers prefer series with numbers. This puts a lot of focus on book one, because this is where the people will start reading. This, of course, means that your book one needs to be the strongest book. If you have a series that can be read out of order, then you have the advantage that you can change the books around if you find that one of them sells much better than the others. It's not much good if your second book in the series is the best one. Your first needs to be the best, because most people will be reading the series in order. Of course, this also applies to regular series, but with the added difficulty that if you want to make book one stronger, you have to actually change the book, because you can't change the order of the story. Book one in a series is your best marketing opportunity. It needs to be your strongest book. Even if your books are only very loosely related, I would still brand them as a series, and if you have a choice, I would make book one the book that has gained the most readers. You can market other books in the series, especially if your series is not numbered. As I said before, not numbering the books creates other difficulties, but it could be a way to market if you don't have that many books and you blend all of them into a loose series. I have heard of people who have successfully submitted second or third books in a series to promotion sites, but most readers will still want to start with book one when they see that there is a series They'll even get upset if they can't tell what book one is. Just number the books, even if it makes no sense for you to do so. Just number them. So basically, a bit of thought before you start publishing can make things a lot easier for you. Once you have a series, you can make use of traditional series marketing tactics, such as giving the first book away for free or reducing it in price, or linking them all up on retailer pages so that readers are made aware that there are other books to buy. When a reader comes to the end of one book, 
the retailer will often display a pop-up that suggests the next book in the series to buy. A lot of people are guided by these features. When you run a promotion on book one, all the people who got to the end of that book, and I told you it needed to be the strongest book so that they enjoyed it, will then be suggested that they buy the next book. Make the most of these types of opportunities that the retailers give us for free. How often do you need to release in a series? There are all kinds of answers to that. For a while it was very popular to suggest that people do rapid releases, a book every month or every two weeks even, to juice Amazon's algorithms. Those algorithms don't do terribly much on other retailers, so you can already see that this is a tactic that mainly benefits people who are only on Amazon. The flip side of it is that if you are going to bank your books and you're not a terribly fast writer, saving them up until you have at least three or four books to release all at once will necessarily lead to a very large and long fallow period on either side of those releases. You may get a slightly bigger bump, but the troughs and valleys on either side are going to be brutal. I believe it is better to release in a series as often as you are able. It will also depend on whether you plan this to be an open-ended series. In other words, there is no continuous overarching thread that requires an end book, or whether your book series is a trilogy, or you have another definitive number of books planned. If it's an open-ended series, these are more easy to put on the back burner because at the end of the last book there is no cliffhanger that requires people to wait for the next book. Of course, people will always tell you that they want the next book right now and that is a good sign. But those people who are fans of the series will still be there at three months or six months or a year later, especially when you have them on your mailing list. If you are releasing a series of three or four books, you may get more impact if you release them one after the other. Whether that is a month or two months or three months or four months or six months, it will depend on how fast you can write them. Once you have started this sort of story arc that needs to be completed for people to enjoy the entire thing, I believe it is better not to leave them hanging about when the final book will come out. There are even some readers who won't buy a series until it is complete, so you better make sure that you set expectations and then that you can actually meet them. This is more important than trying to get the books out super quickly. You want to publish things at a pace that's comfortable to you and that has been communicated to your readers. The looser the series is, the more leeway you're probably going to get about when to release them. If your series is connected only in theme, you can pretty much put it on the back burner and release a book whenever. That is, of course, true in most situations anyway. It is my belief that if you feel pressured to release books more often than you can physically write them, this will lead to burnout and dissatisfaction. You didn't start writing to go on the treadmill. There are enough treadmills in life already. But once you have three or four books in the series, and even if it isn't a series with a predetermined endpoint, I would start another series just to diversify and to have another entry point into your body of work. If you have two series, there are two book ones you can promote. This will mean two different ways of people to discover you and then get hooked on your series. 
I am sure that after all this, there will still be people who profess that they absolutely hate series, but most of the big standalone successes are books that were heavily promoted by the traditional industry. Most of the long-term big sellers are books in series. Readers like the idea that when they have finished reading something, there is something fairly similar right there for them to buy. You may not like it, but that is just how the human mind works. We're lazy animals, having done the work of discovering something, we don't want to go back and do it all over again. A series is just a way to group books of yours that are similar. So there you go, those were my thoughts on series and how to use series, even if you don't write in series or don't even like them. In the next episode, I will talk about common mistakes beginning self-publishers make. Thank you for listening to The Happy Writer Show. Check out links and information about other episodes on my website at pattyjansen.com, where you can also find out about my books. You can support me by subscribing to the show or on Patreon at patreon.com slash pattyjansen.com.